0: When I was growing up in Windsor, Toronto seemed to be a spaceport city made up of the Eaton Centre, Ontario Place, and the CN Tower. It had subways that ran like an electric bloodstream underneath the city, promising total freedom and complete mobility. The city I saw on occasional visits was all a Clockwork Orange-style modernism, yet through the gaps I'd catch glimpses of row houses ravines, and streets like Dundas or Davenport that weren't space age at all. These places seemed like a kind of remixed British colonial landscape, and I didn't know how they fit with the Toronto I thought I knew. The city was asking to be explored. When I moved here in 2000, I realized that my internal Toronto map had big blank spots. Not knowing where the streets ended made me nervous, so I started walking, I walked out to the beach and the Kingsway, negotiated the path system, tried to make it across Rosedale without ending up where I started, and forgot about food and water as the city distracted me. In short, I turned into a flaneur, someone who wanders the city with the sole purpose of paying attention to it. I've been taking notes for this book ever since. In the beginning, I wrote down what I saw on my walks and emailed these thoughts and dispatches to friends some as to be taken off my list, but I kept walking and trying to figure out how this city works, who's here, how it's all put together, what's a street or two over, where the curve in the road leads, and ultimately, what Toronto means. I'll likely never completely figure out that last point, so I'll keep walking. Over and over we're told that Toronto is not Paris, New York, London, or Tokyo. We've been trained to be underwhelmed. There are references all over the city that remind us that this place started out as a provincial city in a distant part of the British Empire, with streets named after places and people in the mother country, reminders of how Brit-focused we were back then. Today, Toronto gets to play all kinds of places in film and TV productions, but it rarely stars as itself. We see cameras taking pictures of NYC cabs on our streets, but none of the royal, beck, or co-op companies that Torontonians know. Since Toronto seems to exist without design or reason, we don't expect to turn the corner and see beauty or be amazed. Canadians, from coast to coast, are taught to hate Toronto, even if they can't articulate why. But when you ask Torontonians about their city, why are so many people genuinely amazed about being Torontonian? only after they've run through the perfunctory down on Toronto spiel to assuage their guilty feelings about the matter, of course. Any Toronto flaneur knows that exploring this city makes the burden of civic self-deprecation disappear, and anybody can be a Toronto flaneur. More people should take the opportunity because this city is more than the sum of its parts, and those parts can be found only on foot. As American essayist Rebecca Solnit wrote in her book, Wanderlust, A History of Walking, cities move at the speed of walking. A flaneur is anyone who wanders and watches the city. The 19th century French poet Charles Baudelaire called the flaneur a perfect idler and a passionate observer. Baudelaire was a flaneur himself, and, when he wasn't writing poems and spending his trust fund on dandy outfits and opium— he drifted through the streets of Paris. Later, philosopher Walter Benjamin collected a chunk of thoughts on the idea of the flaneur in his epic volume of notes on Paris, The Arcade's Project. The flaneur wanders the city, slightly invisible, just on the outside of everything. He or she observes from an anonymous perspective. That invisibility can disappear, however, if your gender is a little more female or your skin color a shade or two away from white. What I've done in this book, Walk Largely Unnoticed, may not be possible for everybody. I've been lucky. I fit the mold of flaneur more easily than many others. The old notion of the flaneur will be different for whoever engages in this activity, even in a diverse metropolis such as Toronto. But that doesn't mean that other flaneurs can't carve out ways to navigate the city comfortably, recording their own insights, and noticing the ways their own particular bodies and histories interact with the cityscape.